Greetings in the name of Jesus from the Living Hope Christian Fellowship of Cyprus. Our church is located in Buena Park along Volibu Street. Some of you already know, and if you're interested, you can write to me at 5662 Lane, Cypress, California, and we'll be very glad to give you the exact address. And it is my privilege to be now on time in recording this uh, sermon. Actually, I did not preach today in the church, but rather we had a session called Discipleship Training. And each one is given an outline. And today it was Angie Sabater who led. And the whole group participated in uh, answering the thought-provoking questions that he shared, aside from what he shared as the Lord had laid upon his heart on the passage for today, which is found in John chapter 15, verses 1 to 17. And it talks about the new fruit of the Christian. It's not the fruit of labor that is done apart from Christ. This is now the fruit that we get work together in Jesus Christ. We will be covering this by section and goes according to the outline and guide that the leader is given, and uh, we have this guide followed by the members of the church. Each member takes a lead every other Sunday, and this uh, covers until December. And so we are now in uh, the week, week nine. Previously, I did not say what week the leader shared, so all I do is summarize without giving the title sometimes or who the leader is. So today it is New Fruit and Angie Sabater was the leader. So we are having the following questions to just provoke the mind as we analyze and study uh, John chapter 15. So the first question covers verses 1 to 3 of John chapter 15. I am going to read it. I am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. That is verse 1 to 3 of John chapter 15. So the question comes in. Who are the factors mentioned in the verses in 1 to 3 of Romans 15. What we see here, the vine is Jesus, the Father is the gardener or the husband man, and the branches are the Christians. So this is a topic being spoken of in John chapter 15, verses 1 to 17. Now question number two, still on the same verses. Name the two kinds of branches and what will the husbandman, uh, husbandman do, or the gardener do? So again, verses 1 to 3. There are two things that he will do. He will purge the uh, branch, and 
he will be removing the barren branches. So it's very, very important. Uh, important. It says here, Every branch that bear, okay, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. He breaks the branch away from the vine. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. So there are the two kinds of branches and what the hustleman or the gardener will do. Now, searing in verses 2 and 3, the question is, what is God's procedure for each Christian to be fruitful? Comes about with you purging or the branch is being pruned. Very, very essential for us to understand. And Angie brought forth the meaning of this. God is not punishing us when He purges us, when He prunes us. He breaks away part of the branch. Rather, He is perfecting us. We will define that later on as we will consider the fruit that is desired by the Father, by the gardener, the husbandman. So we come to the next step, starting verses 3 to 7. I'm reading 3 again up to 7. Now you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. So all those ends until verse 7. So we have this question. What are the two things guaranteed to a Christian who feeds on the words of Christ? First, it means he's purged. Now you're clean to the word which I have spoken unto you. And the next is that branch will be bearing fruit. That's why it's very, very essential to we go to Bible study. We learn God's word. We read God's word. We listen to God's word. And by doing that, we are cleansed. We are purged. Uh, purged. In Psalm 119.11, David wrote, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I may not sin against thee. It is God's word that is the one that will purge us. As we learn from God's word, the things that are not fitting to a child of God, and by the yielding to the Holy Spirit, we are purged, we are cleansed, and we yield, we surrender that lying or hating another, brother, sister, or covetousness and murder, the hatred, those have to be purged away from us, taken away from us. We cannot do it by self-discipline or by intensive study in psychology, but as we yield to the Holy Spirit, and because of this, we'll be bearing fruit. And we'll give more of that what those fruit are. Now, the next question still in the 3 to 7, what is the main condition for a Christian to bear fruit? 
And it says, he has to remain in the vine. Again, who is the vine? That's Jesus Christ. Who is the branch? That every believer. And I trust you are a believer. So once we are born again, we are like that branch coming out of the vine, connected to the vine. So we have to remain in the vine. What happens if a branch is broken from the trunk? It will wither away. And that looks ugly on the tree. And of course, the obvious, it will not bear fruit. So what does the gardener do? He prunes, he cuts off that branch. Uh Wow. And so it's very, very important that we remain in the vine. We will wilt away if we don't remain in the vine. And so the next question, what two things happen if a Christian bears much fruit? According to verse 7, the Father is glorified and he becomes Christ's disciple. Hallelujah. As we remain in the vine and we draw sap from the vine, we will start to bear the fruit. And given in Galatians 5, to 23, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance. This is what God will produce in every believer. You notice it says in Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. It is not the fruits, plural. It is singular, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. And just as like you're given a car. The car is not all wheels. The car is not all engine. The car is not all chassis. The car is not just the main shell. All of that makes up the car, and plus many more parts that we will not take the time to mention. And so when you're given a car, everything is in it. You're not given a wheel at a time or other parts of the car at a time. You are given the whole car, or you buy the whole car. And so the fruit of the Spirit is one whole piece, and all the elements are in it. And so that is why we need to be purged. The things that don't belong there are taken away, and only the right things that are put in that will make up the real fruit that God expects from us. And it says also, He bears much fruit. So, what happens here in verse 7? The Father is glorified. It says in Matthew 5, Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify the Father who is in heaven. It is not like a Philippine say, Galing. Galing says he's an ideal person. He's educated. He's cultured. He is conservative. That is not the point. Let your light so shine, it show the light of Jesus Christ. I am the light of the world, Jesus said. And so if the light is in us, the light will shine. They will say, especially if they don't know us, as born again. And they say, oh, I, what I know of you is like this before, but how come you're different now? Then we have the opportunity to say, 
because Jesus Christ has transformed me. Jesus Christ is in me. Can I be like you too? I have my problems. Can I have Christ also in my heart? And that's where the glory of Christ will be shown. And then because of that, according to verse 7, then we, became, we become disciples of Jesus Christ. I will read verse 7 again. John 15, verse 7. Uh, rather, verse 8, sorry. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciple. Yes, the Father will be glorified, Jesus will be glorified, and we will truly be Christ's disciple. What is the full word of disciple, or the key word for disciple? Discipline. That means we, are, we have Jesus Christ as our coach, our life, who will direct us to remove and share the things that are not proper for a Christian and put on the breastplate of righteousness. Become righteous that He gives by the power of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. Now we cover, go on to the next question, covering verse 9. What empowers the Christian to love Jesus, verse 9 reads, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. This love originates from the Father, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so we know we see here the love of God flows through Jesus and from Jesus to us. We will experience that love only as Jesus gives to us. In Romans 5, 5, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That's Romans 5, 5. In Romans 5, 6, and while we were yet ungodly, Christ died for us because He loves us. In Romans 5, 8, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus Christ did not die only for the perfect people, good people, educated people, disciplined and, well, ideal people. No, it is primarily for sinners. Why? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And finally, according to Romans 5.10, and Christ died for the, His enemies. Who are His enemies? These are religious people who really condemn Jesus, put down Jesus. And who, primarily, are the number one enemy of Jesus Christ? They are the Jews themselves. They were the ones that even until now they reject Jesus. About 95%, according to uh, the Jewish leaders, about 95% yet of the Jews reject Jesus as the Messiah. They're still looking for another. Why do they reject Jesus? Because Jesus said, I am the Son of God. And they laughed at him. We know who your father is. It is Joseph. We know who your mother is. It's Mary. You're the Son of God? you kidding? And so they had Jesus nailed to the cross because to them, blasphemy is the worst sin. Especially somebody claiming to be the Son of God. And so it is very, very important to realize that love has to emanate, radiate from us. The love of God through Jesus Christ and that love coming to us. And then we can love also God in return and then love our brethren. 
which is basically the first and second commandment. Now we go to the next question, found in uh, verse 10 up to 12. So it says in verse 10, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Yes, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Very, very important. And so now we come to verse 12. Let me get that verse. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Wow. That is Christ's commandment. It is not ten commandments. It is law number one. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all your strength. And then next, law number two. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And Jesus said, Upon this, the ten commandments are summed up. Let's understand, it only comes from love. And that is Christ's commandment, that we love God, first of all, above all, and then we love our neighbor as ourselves. We cannot say we love God if we hate our brother. Loving God will produce love for our brother. And then finally, from verses 12 to 17, we have this question, why did Jesus encourage every Christian to bear fruit. So from verses, we'll go back to 11 up to verse 17. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another, as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what the Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. So basically, us being attached to the vine, and we are the branches, it is because of love. Love flowing from the Father through the vine, and the vine, and then the branch. The husbandman, the gardener, loves the vine, takes care of it, prepares the ground, uh, fertilizes it, and removes the weeds, and prunes the vine. And the vine draws from the ground the sustenance and passes on that uh, essence to the branch. And the branch depends on the vine for life and bearing fruit. What a wonderful power. What a wonderful experience. And we'll be full of joy. The branch will be there bearing that. It's, the picture is a grapevine bearing the bunch of grapes. And if it is a well taken care of, and there's pruned and fertilized, the bunch is great, and the grapes are great, and it's heavy, and the branch is really tugging onto the bunch of grapes. And because it's full, the vine also is very happy 
because there's not only one branch. There are many branches carrying and bearing fruit because any branch that is not bearing fruit, it is being pruned. So fruit will come out on its proper time. What a wonderful husbandman or gardener we have. We can experience that full joy that comes from God. The joy that cannot be explained, that passes all understanding. Oh, hallelujah. And the peace that passes all understanding too. So what are we zeroing in? As we look to this, our verse for today, if you'd like to zero on it, in verses 8 and 9, Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Remain in the branch. Draw from the sap. Draw from the power. Draw from the life. The love of Jesus Christ and the love of God is flowing through. And it's very powerful that we will really become the true disciple of Jesus Christ. Verse 8 ends, So shall ye be my disciple. It is not by registering as a member in the church, or even, which is good, go to baptism, which is good, or maybe enrolling in Bible school, which is good. Those are all good. But the main thing is, we let God's Word Cleanse us, purify us. Now you are clean to the word which I have given unto you. And draw from that love of God, and we will also bear fruit. Many times we think of fruit as souls that we win to Christ. No, it is what Jesus Christ wants. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance. Oh, put to God that you listening will become a true disciple of Jesus Christ. So at the end of our Bible study, there were certain questions that said, Isn't it not when a, a person is born again, he is guaranteed for life to enter, he is already in the kingdom of God, and he's going into heaven? Yes, that is if truly he made Jesus Christ the Lord of his life. He is connected to Jesus Christ. The problem is sometimes some people do not understand and the devil just convince him, oh, you have now gone to the altar. You have prayed, Jesus, you are my Lord. In words. But actually the heart was not surrendered to Jesus Christ. When he left the church and go home, his life is not changed because Christ is not in control of him. He doesn't even draw from God's word as food. He does not read the Bible. He doesn't surrender his life to God and spend time with Jesus Christ in prayer. How can he be a true branch connected to the vine? So he is fooled by the devil to thinking, yeah, he's a Christian. There are so many so-called Christians but without Christ. It's only a name because having joined the church or being baptized and even has a certificate of baptism and a certificate of membership of a very popular conservative church. That is no guarantee. And the next thing is, then what is that pruning? Why is the branch 
broken. Yes, the branch is broken or purged and pruned not to take it away from the vine. The, the, the branch is cut away from the vine and then he will become a fruit-bearing branch. However, it says, if the branch is broken away from the vine, meaning to say, he thought he was a Christian, was maybe even seriously attending some Bible studies, but not surrendered to Jesus Christ, that branch will still wilt away. He was never a part of the vine. He was only connected by one way or the other. Some branches, an illustration. Talk about a Christmas tree. Can a Christmas tree bear fruit? It's very attractive, well decorated, and some even put in some different fruits attached to it. But they're all dead. And many times, the Christmas tree itself is dead. Of course, there are those who raise a tree, live tree, like a neighbor had a beautiful Christmas tree. But the problem is, after 10 years, the tree had become so large and humongous, and they were offering that the tree for sale. Who would buy it? That's too big. So eventually, now we see the branches are cut, and they just leave a few branches. The tree is still there, but no longer can pose as a Christmas tree. Many branches have been trimmed and cut, and just a few to keep the tree, at least not too large, out in the lawn. So we have to be that real Christian, attached to the vine and allowing Christ to prune us, purge us, to remove the dead leaves and let the fruit come out and we'll bear fruit for Jesus Christ. I trust and pray that this will encourage you to really make your heart attached to Christ by saying, Jesus, you are my Lord, my God and King. I will love you with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my mind. Cleanse me. Make me a man that you want me to be. God bless you. Amen.